guys I am Preeti and today we are going to learn about the Bhagavad Gita and initially I just I had decided that I will be uh, using all the all the three Bhagavad Gitas that I have yeah I know like this this is the, the this these are like a lot but yeah I have got the English as well as the Hindi version because I have been um, I have two channels okay so you might be aware of this but I think that getting all of these three is not possible plus I also feel that um, Bhagavad Gita is a Bhagavad Gita whether you refer one or you refer three or you refer ten so this is why I just decided to check out this one because I, okay now this is Bhagavad Gita by Paramhansa Yoganand it's like really really awesome and I feel that even you should read it the thing why I'm not including whatever I read from that Bhagavad Gita is it's it's like very very lengthy explanation and it, it is actually good see I actually feel that for personal use for personal use for personal learning you should definitely go for it but in order for me to make the videos like good and a reasonable amount of length I think I should be checking out that one because it's too lengthy explanation let me share with you it's it has like um, you know the first the first paragraph the first shloka of this um, it is actually like 40 to 50 pages which I feel you know I don't feel that it's difficult to uh, explain things but the thing is that 40 to 50 pages if I explain word to word the video will get very very lengthy plus it's going to be I know that there are some people who just click on a video they don't even watch it entirely and just flip over to the next video yeah, that's called uh, getting distracted by the shiny objects but I just feel that that is really good for a personal learning in-depth learning if you really want that so I, I just decided that I will be sticking on to this one as well as this one okay so because these are like uh, yeah uh, these also stick to the actual Mahabharat thing it's uh, yeah now let me share one good thing about this Bhagavad Gita this is yeah you can see that this is a little bit old this is actually really old 10 10 years older or 11 years old I don't know uh, okay I want to share one more thing you know you might say okay you just have a Bhagavad Gita just for 10 years this is my Bhagavad Gita okay what I feel about spiritual learning especially this is like very very in-depth learning I just feel that from whichever Bhagavad Gita you learn it is a personal to you your learnings your energy all imbibe into this Bhagavad Gita so whenever next time you pull it out it's going to be like an even easier learning of the earlier shloka that you had read okay so this is why this is my personal Bhagavad Gita we do have Bhagavad Gita in my family as well as well as every member of my family has their own Bhagavad Gita okay for study I know that in India it's also believed that the full family has to have one Bhagavad Gita this was a time when earlier like yeah years back th there used to be one person 
who used to be sitting and reading the Bhagavad Gita, one wise person and everybody from the family were listening to them. Okay, so but that time I don't think that's uh, that's available for people now. So which is why people like to study their own Bhagavad Gita. People have their own time. People have their own priorities. So everybody is not free at the same time. So people choose to read their own Bhagavad Gita. I don't know whether others do that, but this is my this is my understanding that if if i want to learn something especially i really want to learn something that's that's that's, that's like getting into my mind body and soul i feel that 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 book it should be like personal to me unique to me okay now you might say okay where did i get that thought from i got that thought from uh, the yss lessons of uh, of the yogoda satsang society of india they have these yss lessons i don't know whether you're aware of it or not they send you lessons for like three to three and a half years and those lessons nobody except you have to read them okay so you might say okay what is the problem in that see they have this very strict rule that one if you read through this lesson you know it's personal to you and if somebody else is going to share those lessons with you you have to actually inform them the name of that person who is actually going to read those lessons along with you which i did not i just uh, applied my name so yeah so that is how this is how even i came to this the same thing for the bhagavad gita as well so and one good thing about this bhagavad gita is i have had this since past 11 years and you know the good thing not 11 years since past 13 years i have had this Thir yeah good perfect 13 years because uh you know this explains something really good i don't know whether you are indian or not but the thing with this bhagavad gita is the initial the introduction part of this says that uh, with every sanskrit word or every word that is yeah karma chakra anything uh, the english the english um, how we write the english word it has come down to the fact that we add a and the earlier things that explain that that unless you say the a that word is not said to be complete which is why instead of krishna we write krishna instead of chakra we write chakra instead of karma we write karma so the thing is it's actually this is the actually explained that if farm when you when you say farm you don't have to write a next to the m you just write it f a r m farm you don't write f a r m a to complete the m you don't add the a to complete the m right which still the word farm is complete we still say it farm so the same thing they have explained in context with karma if karma word k a r m is fine it's complete you don't need to add a to it because adding a it has actually created a mess out of the sanskrit language because everybody now does not know how to speak the right word karma is written as karma krishna is written as krishna rama is written as rama ramayan is written as ramayana and mahabharat is written as mahabharata and bhagavad gita yeah gita is a name gita actually it's something it has there has to be a lord krishna krishna is his name but in english as they have added a it becomes krishna so this is something that i really uh, th this was an eye opener for me as well because earlier even i used to say that way and just because you see an extra a 
you have this tendency that you start uh, even adding that a a to the word that you are speaking okay so that is one thing that is one amazing thing that i found in this bhagavad gita which is why um i i would like to include this as well as i would like to include this as this is a very i think this is considered to be a very very popular bhagavad gita version uh, yeah this is bhagavad gita as it is i think it is by the iskon so we will be referring to both of these gita and we will be actually uh, i think that i should avoid the gita by paramhansa yoganand because i feel that that's just too lengthy of an explanation because um, you know paramhansa yoganand uh, like yeah this is the first volume and about this thickness there are two total volumes of the bhagavad gita and i don't say that it's it's like a really good thing you know it's very very good bhagavad gita and i feel if you are very very interested to learn in depth about the bhagavad gita just try this because it is very detailed and it gives you like very very deep studies about the bhagavad gita because paramhansa yoganand he himself studied bhagavad gita really in depth and yeah so that is where i suggest but you know the explanation is really lengthy and really long i just wanted that i give you the best explanations i give you the best uh, extract out of the bhagavad gita and which is why i felt that that would be too lengthy of explanation which is why i am actually omitting that bhagavad gita but this introductory part i just thought of sharing this with you you might want to know what is so special why is this bhagavad gita so special uh this bhagavad gita it actually shares with you about it's not actually describing about the mahabharat war and the bhagavad gita that was sung at the mahabharat war it actually says that it's actually a step further uh somehow it is uh, related to the five elements and yeah the fa- the panch pandav the five pandavas they are compared to the five senses and the 100 kaurava brothers they are compared to the 100 uh, 100 illusions 100 things that actually uh, disillusion the five senses that actually make the five senses suffer so it was actually the story that five pandavas and they had these 100 brothers who were very very cruel and they always wanted to the five pandavas to be let down so somehow it does match with that and then it says it goes a step ahead and it says that the five pandas are the five main elements and the five sense pleasures the five chakras that you have and in order for you to go above all the five senses such that your senses don't lure you into some doing something wrong that is where you need to open your five kundalini and kundalini is considered that she is draupadi and once draupadi draupadi has all the five husbands yeah the five chakras and the five pandavas that is where once she comes here once the kundalini comes here and opens this chakra that is where you will be uh, getting free from your bondage of to from the five chakra you will be able to think beyond your five senses other than that people who have not opened their first five chakras they will not be able to think they will not be able to make any decisions they will not be able to do anything that is beyond their five senses okay always your five senses will be a hurdle 
in anything that you would like to do okay so that is what this this bhagavad gita explains so in order that you would like to know in deep about this this is a little bit different about the chakras and kundalini and the five senses so yes this explains in a different manner so i would recommend this book recommend this bhagavad gita because yes it's uh, i think it's available in hindi hindi and english also in spanish let me just check it because um yeah you would actually like to know that what other versions it's available up to my best knowledge i feel that only hindi and english are available for that bhagavad gita but maybe you know it might be even available for other languages as well Okay so for now I just feel it's available in just Hindi and English you might have to research it in your country if it's available in any other language so for now let's get started with this so the first thing is yeah we'll get with the so the thing is that you know I will be directly explaining to you the meaning of each uh, of each shlok I won't be reading it out because I just feel that's the that's a good way to do and okay so yeah the scene is where uh, the scene is of the war the mahabharat war where uh, the kauravs and pandavas they were brothers they were cousins and their fathers were own brothers and it is considered that the kauravs they were very unjust and they were very cruel and they tried to kill the pandavas because rightfully pandavas were the were supposed to be king because kauravs father they he was he had that birth defect with his eyes which is why he could not uh, be a rightful king so yeah dhritarashtra he was the he was their father dhritarashtra was a very uh, you know since childhood he had always aimed that he would become a king in future and when he could not become the king he was resentful he was resentful towards pand towards his brother pandu he was resentful towards the pandavas and he always desired that his son duryodhan and the others 100 sons one of them should become the king and he also gave into the all the kind of injustice that was going on under his nose despite knowing that that was not right that was not the right way to behave towards his brother's sons but yes still he used to do it so the scene is that uh, finally what happens is let me just give you a little bit of story of mahabharat that um pandavas they were always kept devoid of the kingdom that they deserved still they were very pandavas were considered that they were uh, they had descended from the devlok they were the sons of vayu and um, indra and yeah so they were from the devlok and they had very very pure souls which is why it was difficult for them to fight against and fight against the kaurav it was not difficult because they were very pure it was difficult because they did not want to do anything unfair to them so they just decided to to bear it all and they were tried to get yeah they were uh, duryodhan had tried to kill them so that he can have his own kingdom and i know that you know entire kingdom thing you know uh, the fight for the throne all of that was there but then uh, krishna krishna is considered that he was the cousin of kauravs and pandavas but he knew krishna knew that uh, the pandavas they were actually more 
uh, worthy of the throne they were actually more righteous in their actions they were the ones who were following dharma the path of dharma and they were the rightful yeah they, they rightfully deserved the throne still he did not make them fight for it okay he just he just gave, he just gave them the best options he just wanted to uh, give kauravs all the possible options that they should not that they should give the chance give a chance to pandas they should give uh, something that's rightfully theirs and uh, yeah despite of getting a very bad king very bad place to make a kingdom it's it was like a deserted place which was called Khandav prast and despite of knowing that yudhishthir has said that okay we are fine with this we will be going and ruling at that place but just because pandas were very uh, they were very uh, positive and very truthful very honest people that is why a lot of people uh, from the kingdom of uh, hastinapur where duryodhan ruled they followed uh, the pandavas and they wanted to live with them they wanted pandavas to be to be the rightful kings so yudhishthir was the rightful king they actually had made khandav prast which was like a dry land into indra prast which was like a very magical place it was uh, something that okay, everybody would like that their kingdom should be that unique and that mystical okay but somehow Duryodhan lured the pandavas and then he actually uh, took away the kingdom and yeah into a game of dice uh, the pandavas they lost the whole kingdom and Duryodhan made him uh, swear that they would leave the leave yeah they would leave their kingdom and go to go into exile and for like 12 years and the 13th year they have to spend uh they have to spend hidden if they are caught if they are found then again they have to go for the 12 more years so they actually completed their 13 years and still Duryodhan did not agree he said that he caught them midway which is why they again have to go for 12 more years in exile now this is what Krishna uh, Krishna was seeing all this he knew that a lot of injustice was happening but he he wanted to give his he wanted to give full opportunity to Duryodhan to improve such that he mends his actions he mends his karma but Duryodhan could not do it which is where Krishna just he himself announced for the war now during this entire thing there are a lot of things about Krishna that people usually misunderstand but Krishna was yeah he was the godly being and now just because we are talking about krishna and because considering considering him the godly power you might actually feel that uh, okay if you are not fro following hindu religion you might be following some other religion like christianity uh, uh, islamism so your question might be okay then if if krishna is god then who is allah if krishna is god who is jesus see i just feel that the I just feel that God is one which is actually one which is actually the reality that everybody knows but when God chooses to incarnate that is where those incarnations have different name okay so one incarnation was one incarnation was Jesus also uh, one incarnation is and now you know I cannot say that Allah is an incarnation because Islam religion it does not now it does not pray to Allah in the form of an idol so I feel the translation of God in Urdu it's actually Allah 
and god is something that does not have a form god is something that does not have a name okay god is god does not have a name god does not have a form god does not have god is not finite he is infinite so the same thing applies even to the definition of allah and so and the same thing applies with the definition of holy spirit you know in christianity they consider that it's the holy spirit and they consider jesus as the god as the god and what i feel is whatever is energy you know any greater energy we are talking about that is god but as soon as uh, there is an there is some body you know a body that you can see and touch or you can see a picture of the god or you can see the name of the god that is where it's the form of god that that body has taken the form of god and somehow that can be a yeah that can be a god that who descends into the into the earth and i don't say that they are the complete god yeah they may be carrying the complete energy and divinity of god but somehow i feel that if it is energetic that is where it's complete god okay and the war of mahabharat has been said that is like the most the most fierce war that has occurred in history and the yeah so the, when does the bhagavad gita occur arjun is considered to be a very very pure being very pure person he has very very divine qualities and he also agreed to the war initially when krishna had an krishna had announced it but then soon he realized as soon as he comes on the war front he sees that its own his own relatives opposite in the opposite uh, standing opposite to him already ready to fight a war which shakes him up it leaves it gets him into a deep depression where he says that he tells his he tells krishna that he is not ready to fight the war he is ready to go into exile he is ready to give up he is ready to accept defeat but he is not ready to kill his family members he is not ready to kill his brothers okay he was opposing the kauravas and uh definitely kauravas were accompanied by some elders in their family and these elders were considered very wise though they were not wise because they were on the side of the unjust one who is the duryodhan and his all his 100 brothers see uh, yes i do feel a lot of times you know we feel that elders are somebody who are right El- elders are the wise people even if somebody is of an elderly age but still if they are not uh following the right path if they are not supporting the right people they are not considered to be wise they are not considered to be um somehow you know i do feel that you don't have to um you don't have to bend towards them you don't have to falsely consider them as if you know you have to follow whatever they are saying because in india we do have that stuff it, it's like all over the world there are people who are grown ups who actually behave like uh, kids or who out of ignorance they do the wrong stuff but i feel no matter whatever the ages if a person has wisdom they are supposed to be respected and they can actually be followed with the eyes closed in india it's usually believed that people who are of an elderly age whether they are right or wrong just out of respect you have to listen to them which i don't feel is the right thing i feel following the right thing is important yes you can continue respecting your elders but following the wrong path even if the elders are telling you to do the wrong stuff you don't you actually don't have to do it just the same way how you know dhritarashtra he knew that his son was wrong but he was just getting disillusioned by the 
it's not even love by the attachment towards his son because of that he tries to give in to all of his misdeeds and which is where his sons and his his family pays a price okay so yeah so what happens next is krishna who is the sarthi sarthi means who is the charioteer of arjun he starts reciting he starts uh, giving the knowledge of bhagavad gita to arjun that arjun should forget all of that and he should follow the path of dharma now when i say dharma you know i know that some people translate dharma, dharma to religion some people translate dharma to righteousness i usually feel that the word dharma it's very very difficult to decipher it's very very difficult to define which is why i will be sticking to the word dharma only because i feel no other word can compare it can be like a synonym to the word dharma okay so yes dharma does mean that for uh, following what's what's true dharma does mean that following the path that is correct and doing justice following the right thing uh, doing the right stuff that you have to do and i also feel uh, that you know even other religions the uh, the bible the quran and uh, i don't think islam is a dharma i don't think christianity is a dharma i don't think hinduism is a dharma okay usually people translate dharma as religion all these are religions they are different paths that teach you dharma yeah they are different religions but the path they are teaching you that is dharma okay uh, they are not dharma christianity is not dharma hinduism is not dharma i know this is somehow you know you might feel okay now there have been people who are wiser than you who say that christianity is a religion is dharma hinduism is dharma who are you to say this <laughs> somehow you know i feel that dharma word does not imply that it's religion okay that is what i just mean to be made clear over here so yeah so that is what i want i wanted to say so this is where this entire bhagavad gita is recited at the war front plus dhritarashtra dhritarashtra had his companion sanjay and sanjay was considered to be given the divya drishti means the divine the divine sight to look at the war place while being in the kingdom and krishna had given him the divine uh, sight of seeing at what's going on at kurukshetra and uh, sanjay could actually very well narrate whatever he was seeing and sanjay was the one who could get this knowledge of bhagavad gita see directly only arjun got the knowledge of bhagavad gita from krishna himself and the rest of the world they got the knowledge of bhagavad gita because of sanjay he could see uh, on that war front what was going on and he narrated this entire thing to dhritarashtra and from there on the whole world start whole world came to know about the bhagavad gita i know that i think it is somebody else who wrote the bhagavad gita yeah who actually wrote it down but the actual the thing that it was sung yeah it's a song gita means a song it's a song of the divine song that is sung by god so it is actually a song which was sung at the time of bhagavad gita in order to make arjun understand the real worth of what he was doing and uh, what he was supposed to do okay so that is what is the entire bhagavad gita yeah the plot of the bhagavad gita how that is laid now we will be getting into uh, shlok after shlok i would actually like to get into different verses 
and most possibly you know if god wishes all the verses i would actually like to uh, share with you what had what has been said in all of these uh, in all yeah, not all of these but yeah both of these bhagavad gita so yeah so if you want that i continue with this because i just gave you a rough knowledge a rough introduction about the bhagavad gita in this video so i would definitely like to know whether you would like me to continue and uh, yeah so this is how i i just thought of making this video before getting directly into bhagavad gita because some kind of plot some kind of rough scenario it has need to be built in your eyes i know you might be totally knowing it but just in case you don't know it i just had to lay down some base to it on which the bhagavad gita lies okay so this is what is the bhagavad gita all about and let me know in the comments if you have any questions about this video or anything that i have said in this video do let me know in the comments and yeah so meet you next week again with bhagavad gita knowledge okay uh, and i have decided to share this bhagavad gita knowledge on every thursday so yeah let's see uh you know i would like to share it with you so yeah so that is it from me for now see you with a bhagavad gita with some bhagavad gita wisdom next week also for now i have i have decided that i will be sharing with you verse after verse uh, like one verse every week i don't know how it goes and whether you want me to share it verse after verse or you just want to give me you just want me to sh share with you only a summary of it i don't know and plus uh yeah this is like a huge commitment you know that week after week i will be doing this plus i know that these videos will become lengthy which is why i am not like giving a very uh, fixed promise because i'm actually making a lot of videos every week which is why i'm not promising you that i will be doing this every week but from the comments you know if you give like very very inspiring comments and after every video if i get very very inspired by your comments then definitely i would like to, i would be pumped to make the next week's bhagavad gita video for you so yeah in india we consider that thursday thursday means guruvar the day of your guru okay and yeah thursday is considered the day of jupiter jupiter planet is considered that it's guru which is why and somehow gita's knowledge is what um it actually yeah krishna krishna is considered to be jagat guru he is considered to be the guru of this whole world which is why i will be sharing the bhagavad gita knowledge on thursdays okay so just in case if you would like me to uh, explain to you verse after verse or any other way you want let me know in the comments how what you think about it okay so thank you so much for watching this video keep following the path of your soul's purpose because you are born for a reason thank you so much for watching Bye-bye. Make sure that you subscribe to my channel and click on the bell icon. When you click on the bell icon, select all notifications so that you get notified about all the videos that I upload.